Thank you for joining me today on this podcast where we are going to talk about developing a reputation management strategy. My name is Eric Garcia, and I'm an IT and digital marketing consultant working exclusively with veterinary practices. So is word of mouth one of your top three referral sources today in your practice? Yeah, you're probably saying yes, as it should be. Word of mouth is often one of the top three most common referral sources for any veterinary practice. And that is when a happy client goes and tells a neighbor, a friend, or a colleague in person how amazing you are. Well, that word of mouth will continue to be one of your top three referral sources, but where that conversation is happening is changing ever so slightly. I might have an awesome experience at your practice or the worst experience at your practice. And if I'm not telling someone in person, where am I going? That's right. I'm going to Google. I'm going to Yelp. And I'm going everywhere else online to go ahead and leave you a review. So it is important to get involved with the strategy so this way you can be where people are talking about you, saying good and bad things. But another reason you want to get started with developing a reputation management strategy is because perhaps it's one of the most underutilized marketing tools today. And that's because Google made a change in its algorithm a few years ago where they said, if someone is searching for a business, we're going to make every attempt to only show those businesses who have great reviews. And the reason Google made this change is because they don't want us as the user to work any harder than we already have to to conduct searches online for businesses. So if you search for any business, if there is an abundance of the same type of businesses offering that service, then you're going to see the one common denominator in that search is that all of those businesses have great reviews. So if you've ever wondered what it takes to get in that top section on Google, well, what people are saying about you online does influence that. Now, that is one of the many factors, but yet is perhaps one of the most important factors. But maybe you're in a community where you're not in a saturated marketplace and there really isn't that many type of veterinarians for Google to recommend. In those cases, Google will still then display every business who offers that same service. Again, in your case being it will show all the veterinary practices offering those services in your area. But it still does matter if you want people to choose you over your competitors. Let's go through this example really quick. Let's just say there were four veterinary practices that showed up in a search. Let's say the first practice had three and a half stars and 13 Google reviews. Would you consider going to this practice? Yeah, probably, that's not terrible. What if the next practice had 4.3 stars with 12 Google reviews? Yeah. This one's really going to stand out to you. Now, what if another practice had a 2.5-star ranking with 15 reviews? Yeah, you're probably not going to consider this practice. What if there was another practice that had zero reviews? Would you consider that one? No. Most likely, the one with 4.3 stars and 12 Google reviews is going to stand out to you. And statistically speaking, that is the practice that people will go to. 
So what I want to do is I want to give you the simply done five-step approach to managing your reputation online. Now, step number one, you need to go ahead and claim your online listings. It is important that you claim your online listings because, in fact, this is how we're going to reply to review when a client leaves it for us online. Now, when you claim these listings, it is important that the listing goes under a general clinic email address or under the email address of the practice owner. The reason you want this to happen is because you don't want it to go under an employee's personal address in the event they decide to leave your practice, in which case that listing will now follow that employee and you will not have access to make changes that you need to. Step number two, after you claim your online listings, well, you need to go ahead and optimize them. What does that mean? Well, you need to make sure that your practice name is spelled out correctly and spelled out entirely, that your page is branded with your logo and a personalized image showing the human-animal bond is showing. Make sure that you're properly classified as a veterinarian and or an animal hospital. You want to make sure that your hours of operation are correct and include a brief description about your practice, which you can then pull from your website. So you do want to make sure that the information that's showing up on these listings is as accurate as possible. Step number three, well, now you need to implement tools to monitor reviews as they're left. Now, there are two tools that I recommend. The first one is free because I happen to know veterinarians enjoy free. That tool is perch.com. That's P-E-R-C-H.com. It's a free tool that you can use, and in fact, you can even download an app, and it will automatically notify you the moment that someone leaves a review for you online. If you're looking for something a little more robust, you can use a tool that's called Merchant-Centric. And what Merchant-Centric does is it will also notify you the moment someone leaves a review online. But in addition to that, you can access all of reviews that anyone has ever left for you online in one easy to see dashboard. And from within this dashboard, not only can you see the review, but you can also go ahead and reply to the review. And then Merchant Centric will give you a library of over 300 ways that you can thank a client for their positive experience or apologize about their negative review. So Merchant Centric helps you organize your reviews and helps you with how to reply to those reviews. But ultimately, I want you to find the tool that works best for you. But most importantly, you need to have a tool to monitor when people are leaving you reviews online. Because step number four, well, now it's time to engage with reviews. But not just your negative reviews. I'm going to save how to address negative reviews for the end of this podcast because perhaps it could be perceived as, well, negative. So I want you to engage with the reviews in step number four, most importantly, your positive reviews. And the reason for that is, is because we do not often think about the clients who are spending a moment out of their busy day to go online, find you, and figure out a way to leave you a review. Without these clients who are considered your brand advocates going online, telling the whole world how amazing you are, well, you simply would not appear as high as you do on that Google search. People may not choose you over your competitor. So it is important that you engage with your positive reviews by simply replying back and saying, thank you 
for leaving this review online. The reason I want you to do that is because it's going to help build a bond with that pet owner. Now, is there anything that says that people who leave you positive reviews are going to expect you to reply? The answer to that is no, but that's the whole point. Step number five, you want to solicit positive reviews, but I want you to understand that where you solicit to reviews to matters. In fact, I recommend that you solicit reviews to Google because we already know that a majority of people are using Google to search for new businesses online. But understand this, only a review by a Google user can be left on Google, meaning that no one else can collect a testimonial from your client and post it on Google unless it's that specific client and it's done through their Google account. So now that we understand where we want to solicit to's for the most part, and there are some exceptions to that, of course, is if you need to build positive reviews somewhere else online, focus on those channels, but you do want to solicit positive reviews nonetheless. Now, there are a couple of different ways that you can do this. The first way is you can simply ask your client. You can ask them, Mr. Garcia, we appreciate you as a client. Would you mind leaving us a review online? We want happy clients like you to be able to find us online easily. And then if the client says yes, and they will, thank you. May I have your email address so I can send you a reminder at the end of the week? The reason you want to collect an email address is because we need to make this as easy as possible for the client. The email address will do two things, serve as a reminder and make it easy for them to be able to leave you the review because you're going to incorporate a link on where they should leave that review to. Now, another thing you could do is you can develop a business card. And on that business card, you can say, please tell the whole world about your experience with us. Rate us on Google when you get back home. And then go ahead and put a link onto your Google listing. The benefit of the card is because it also serves as a reminder, and it gives clients the direction on where they need to leave the review at. But I want to set some realistic expectations. You might ask 20 or 30 clients and only get two or three clients to leave you a review. But I want you to understand that that is still considered success. And the reason behind that is because that's two to three more reviews than you have under your belt from not doing anything at all. If you're the practice with zero reviews, well, we know that if your first review is a negative one, that is going to be the only thing that people see. If you're a practice and you have less than 10 reviews online, you're in a very vulnerable state. So I don't want you to have a reactive approach and hurry up last minute trying to get new reviews. I want you to implement a system to get reviews no matter how slow it may seem. If you're looking for something more automated, you can use what's called a smart survey system. A smart survey integrates with your practice management software, automatically sends clients emails once within a six month or 12 month period, asking them to fill out a survey. And if that survey is filled out in a positive manner, it will then ask the client to leave you a review online. If that survey is filled out in a negative manner, the survey will close and allow the client the opportunity for you to contact them to resolve the situation. So again, if you're looking for something more automated, you may want to consider using a smart survey system. Now, let's talk about Yelp. Yelp basically says, hey, what's everyone doing? And let's change it up and make it a little bit more difficult. Yelp does not show reviews from everyone that leaves a review online. 
Yelp's algorithm is set to only show reviews from people who are considered active Yelp users, meaning that the reviews you're going to see show up on your Yelp listing come from people who leave many reviews on Yelp or who use Yelp frequently. The reviews that Yelp will hide, well, those are simply from non-active users, people who set up a Yelp account, only use it once or twice, and never do anything with it again. If you would like to read reviews from those inactive Yelp users on your Yelp listing, if you scroll down, there's going to be a faint gray link that says, click here to read reviews currently not recommended by Yelp. And that's where you can go ahead and read those reviews. Facebook, still want to keep an eye on that as well because your clients can also leave you reviews there. But now let's end with how to address negativity. What do you do when someone says something negative about you? Well, first and foremost, don't freak out. And don't act within the first 72 hours if you're the person that is directly being criticized in this review. The reason for that is because we tend to say things we don't really mean within the first couple of hours of actually being approached or having something addressed to us that we don't particularly take kind to. So don't act right away. That's also a bit of relationship advice for you as well. The next thing that I want you to do is contact that person by replying back and letting them know that you apologize about their experience and that you would like to make the situation right with them. Please contact and then provide a name of someone in your practice that user can go ahead and contact along with your practice phone number. By providing a name, it actually shows people that you care and that you're just not putting an answer in there or response in there for the sake of doing it. If a client leaves a review and they start getting detailed about the care that you provided their pets, I don't want you to engage with defending your story. Because remember, what happens in the exam room and in that medical record should always stay in the exam room and in the medical record, and I don't want you to be accused of breaching confidentiality. So I want you to reply back saying that you would like this person to connect with your medical director, here's that person's name, and here's how they can be reached. I want you to find out what went wrong. Sometimes a client will have something negative to say, and it's because, in fact, you provided a negative experience. So learn from your mistakes and grow from these negative reviews, but just as importantly, share the positive reviews with your team because they put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into the client experience, and it's nice that it goes noticed when clients say amazing things online. There is an additional resource provided titled Five Ways to Enhance Your Clinic's Online Reputation, which can be found in the description of this podcast. Well, now you have everything you need to to get started developing your own reputation management strategy. So there's no more excuses. Let's get to it. And thank you for listening.